I just realized I don't have anything to start the show with. Ooh la la. Classic. Actually, not classic. Anti-classic? What's the opposite of classic? Um, Novel? Retro? <laughs> I thought retro was classic. Well, I don't know. It's definitely not an antonym. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's go to thesaurus.com. My favorite website. One of them, at least. Uh, classic. And give me some antonyms. Atypical. Unusual. Different. Mm. Okay. You'll, you'll cut it together. I just realized I don't have anything to start the show with. Ooh, atypical. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does. Oh, goodness. How you doing, Grant? I'm doing doing the stuff here. How are you doing, Mark? You know, I am also doing the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, kind of tired. I've just been doing stuff and... Yeah. Of, yeah, I guess I just repeated what I said the first time. I thought <laughs> I had something new to add, but I guess I really didn't. Guess not. Um, but, no, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I don't know. I can't complain. Like, meh. The right. stuff and things you know mm-hmm. god <laughs> aye, mm-hmm. aye, aye. what not every life not every week of my life has to be like the most amazing groundbreaking thing like life can be mediocre sometimes that's okay oh, i know i know that's fair that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> i guess what chicken butt ah you got me no i did not Make pizza this weekend. Oh my gosh. So you didn't lie to me last week? No, I didn't. I don't remember what I said. Did I say that we were out of dough and that we wouldn't make pizza? Yeah, you said you weren't going to make any more pizza. Okay, well, I mean, it's not that we're not going to make any more ever, but it was not the plan to have any this weekend. Yeah. So then, yes, we stuck to that. How was it? Do you feel deprived? A little bit, actually. I was very tempted to just go get pizza yesterday. We almost did. But I had had um, a slightly bigger lunch, and Aaron also had a pretty big and late lunch. Mm-hmm. And so we decided that getting pizza was not in our best interest. Uh, so we got a little bit of sushi instead mm. delivered, which which was pretty good. It wasn't my favorite sushi that I've had by a long shot. My biggest issue with it was the sort of relative form factor that it came in. Mm-hmm. So my favorite way to have sushi, or right now I'm talking rolls, um, I prefer sushi rolls that are kind of long and skinny. Mm-hmm. These rolls were like twice as wide as I normally like a roll and cut really thinly. So when you tried mm-hmm. to pick them up with chopsticks, they'd mostly just fall apart. Uh, it was just sort of uncomfortable. So there was it was a form factor issue. They tasted totally fine, but it was not executed in the way that I would normally prefer, which was a bit of a bummer. Also, Erin mm-hmm. got a couple pieces of nigiri, which she normally does, and they were massive, which I personally wouldn't mm. complain about. But these were like hunks of fish on real hunks of rice. Like I would say, like mm-hmm. like imagine a normal piece of nigiri that you'd want to eat, and it was probably fifty percent larger than that. <laughs> it was very Ooh. weird. It was it was pretty noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah that's getting to be like a 
tricky mouthful. Exactly. Exactly. So, but but it was good. It was overall a better decision than pizza. And Aaron had been craving pizza for, uh, or not, I've been, God, Aaron had been craving sushi for <laughs> quite a while. Yeah. So we uh, got that out of the way. Nice. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I covered us on the pizza. Uh, oh, did you? Side this week. I, I had deep dish this week. So that, hey. I say that counts as pizza for me and another human being. So uh-huh. that's pretty good. Like takeout from a restaurant or what? Yeah. Yeah. Me and a couple coworkers got uh, pizza on Friday. Awesome. To celebrate the end of the week. That sounds so good. It was pretty tasty. But that sounds really good, actually. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's pizza any... casserole. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any that, but... deep dish around here. I haven't looked. I think I've told you that we've gotten Detroit-style pizza a few times. Have I told you that? Yeah, you've told me that. And I, like, I remember you telling <laughs> me that, and I still don't remember what the heck Detroit-style is, but it is... I'm going to be honest, I'm not that emotionally attached to it. So. Yeah, I would say it is characterized by it being rectangular. And it being a sort of like a thick, buttery crust, but not like not thick or or tall crust, I suppose. Like it's a thick overall pizza, but unlike deep dish where it's like, you know, the crust is like a real thing in deep dish, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's like a whole separate consideration as you're eating the pizza. Uh, The uh, uh, Detroit style that I've had is typically more kind of a buttery, crispy... um, crust that's not as like wide as deep dish and it's rectangular mm-hmm. so it's almost more like a, hmm, almost more like cake like in its density as well like it tends to be a pretty uh air filled pizza as opposed to deep oh. dish which is very dense wait what like the dough is cake like or like the I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. I'm trying to just draw analogies. It's not actually cake-like, but okay. like when you bite into it, you're like, oh yeah, this is like a almost spongier in a sense. Like it's not dense mm-hmm. at all. It's less. It's less casserole. More. More airy. baked good. Yeah. Yeah. Not, okay. I think I smell what you're stepping in now. Yeah. So that, that's Detroit style, and there are there are a surprising number of Detroit style pizza places around here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know why, but there are, and they're pretty good. They're just a lot similar to they, they, it's similar to deep dish in that way, where it's not for the faint of heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good. I'm glad you had some nice pizza. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I will say that's like that's probably going to be the biggest thing that just over time starts to get on me working entirely remotely is like i i enjoyed going out to uh friday lunches with my coworkers and stuff like that you know like when i was in the mood it was there were always there was always a group of people to go do something with for lunch or whatever mm-hmm. and it wasn't all the time but what you know it was there and it was nice and uh, i think i'm going to miss that a little bit yeah it's just like casual social interactions you know yeah and, and it's harder to uh you know, I know that Erin understands this, it, you know, like I, I could explain it to her and she'd get it, but it's like, I, I don't have that ability to do that here. Like I can be like, hey, it's Friday. I'm going to go like get lunch by myself or something as like my special lunch treat on Friday, but <laughs> there's no quite the same effect. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's like a it's it's a very separate and different thing. Exactly. Like if you enjoy spending time alone, like lunch on your own can be great. But like if you want to hang out with people, like it's not going to suffice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, and then I'm also I think it's also on my mind because uh, we just announced that we are we haven't officially signed the lease as a company, but it's there's a, they've signed a letter of intent. So whatever the like legal difference is, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But we've signed a letter of intent to Ooh, what school to, are they going to to obtain yeah, to obtain a new headquarters because we have while we've been remote vastly outgrown our current headquarters. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a hunk of space. Uh, I don't know. I I never brought you into my current the current office right. While you were visiting? I feel like the answer is no, but I also feel like I have memories of being inside it. <laughs> I don't remember either. But in either, I know that I showed you the building at least. You know, we drove by it. You may have a memory of that. I think um, you had to like get a book or something. I think we... Oh, that's was very there, possible. Like, desk in the front or like there's something about dogs. Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a, yeah there are dogs at the front desk and we went up the stairs. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. so you did see it. Okay. Um. So yeah. So, but you can imagine that that the net amount of space that we had was like, you know, maybe a couple of suburban houses, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, on, I'm not good with square footage. I don't know if you are, but I would guess that it was on the order of 10,000 square feet, let's say. Right. I'm going to guess, are you including warehouse guess, or not? Yeah. Yeah. Warehouse. Cause the warehouse matters for us. Okay. Then yeah, maybe that seems uh, on big, the order, maybe... I agree that it's probably big, but oh, more, you know, yeah. but like five to ten thousand more than like ten to fifty thousand, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's on that order. The new office space that we're looking at is seventy four thousand square feet. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a big one, and it's also did I? I think I did take you just to this place, uh, a brewery down the road from me, um, called Second Chance Brewery. That um, name feels familiar. Yeah, it, it, it was just familiar. in a, a. It was just in a boring-looking strip, or not even a strip mall, in like a like a commercial real yeah. estate block of buildings, and there's just some high tops right when you walk in, and then a kind of a long snaking bar, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can see all the brewing stuff in the back. So that's Second Chance Brewery. We're right by there. Oh, uh, nice. Our address. Oh wait. You're not there, though. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Uh, so this is why it's been on my mind. It's like, oh, I'm going to miss going out with coworkers because I'm going to, you know, I, I eventually I'm sure I'll see the new headquarters space if only because at some point maybe I'll just say, hey, I'm going to come visit for a week because I feel like it. I don't know. They probably mm-hmm. let me. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll be interested to see it, but I don't get to actually experience it. And uh, it's right by, you know, that brewery. The address itself has been upgraded before the address of our building was as boring as any other normal address. You know, there was nothing stand out about it. It was just on some road. Now the road that we're on is Avenue of Science. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, man. Sounds like some governmental body is trying to encourage sciencey companies to come <laughs> i don't know well i don't think they've succeeded i think the only things of note there are the brewery 
I think somewhere back there Science. is uh, true, I suppose. Somewhere back there, I believe, is the uh, is the local office for where uh, we got our internet from at my apartment then. I guess science. Yeah, and, and on the this is the only other fitting, the actual truly fitting thing is on the opposite side of our building, opposite from the where the brewery is, is the local office for the school district. Ah. So. But yeah, so uh, that will be happening at some point, you know, the, our CEO said that, you know, no one should expect to actually step foot in there really until about December of this year at the earliest. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see when it happens. Yeah, I think I'll need to like once, especially once Aaron is going back into an office more frequently, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I'm going to need to allow myself a little flexibility in where I work and what I do during the day a little bit more than I currently have been over the past uh, month or so here. Mm-hmm. So. You're going to have to start taking flexcations. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. I thought we talked about it before, but we'll talk okay. about it later. <laughs> I'm just excited for when I can go walk to like a coffee shop to work at for a little bit again. Yeah. Because I always enjoy doing that um, when I would take like, or when I would say that I was going to work from home for like a half day uh, pretty often uh, in the afternoon from work. I would very often go drive to some coffee shop just to like have a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. And I know that I will be want to, wanting to avail myself of that uh, as well. Yeah. So overall things are like good, but yeah, I, I'm going to miss just like casual lunches. Like I, I've been invited every once in a while to go do that with Aaron and her friends. Now that I'm here, you know, I'm kind of part of the actual bubble here now and people around here are getting increasingly vaccinated Mm-hmm. Um, and, o- and the overall situation has improved since a month or so ago. Uh, so, so we've gone out to lunch with people, but you know, it's still like, well, those are Aaron's friends slash work friends, and I'm happy to tag along, but it's not quite the same. We have reality check by Dave Wamond. There, uh, we we enter a doctor's office where a doctor is uh, standing near an entryway looking at a man standing behind a cartoonish x-ray system where the man is just standing up behind what looks like a sort of a floor-length mirror uh, that's, that's on a on some legs. And it is just uh, in front of him showing his vague skeletal structure which exists which consists of uh only about seven ribs and his pelvis uh and then where one rib should be is a cartoon heart and uh the doctor is looking at this and saying judging by your x-ray i'm afraid you're romantic and it's it's incurable and I also need to add just for completion that there is a, an eye test poster behind the man on the x-ray. And it's really annoying to me because the first big letter is a massive X. And then there are five letters beneath that. And I feel like every single one of those posters that I've ever seen, the top letter is always a big E. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. 
Although now, now I'm reading the letters and it's actually saying Xena, the warrior princess, MD. Okay. So I guess it's... Okay, yeah. I'm getting it now. Not that I know what Xena is, but... You caught that way quicker than I did, but... Or figured out what it actually said. Xena, warrior princess, is a TV show that ran for four seasons in the late 90s. (laughs) Yeah. You should stop talking. You're really ruining what I was thinking about talking about. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Okay. (laughs) No, this isn't turning into a Xena warrior princess fan cast. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask about... And I got something else we can talk about if this runs short, but I was just curious. So, like, when I saw this comic, I was looking through it, whatever, and then I was like, I was looking at the eye chart, and I was like, Ness. Ooh, I see Ness MD. And I was like, wait, are there real words here? And then I, like, <laughs> slowly started working through, and I was like, Warrior Princess MD. Well, is the star just gibberish? And, like, I finally figured out. I was like, wait, oh, it says Xena the Warrior Princess. Ooh, like, that's a pop culture reference that I get. I have no idea even what Xena the Warrior Princess is or who she is or anything. Uh, but I get that it's a pop culture reference. Uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> and it just made me think about, like, there's a lot of, like, pop culture references that I get of, like, that's a ref. Like, I, I know that's a reference. I know it's a thing. I don't, like, and I feel like I'm on the inside because I know it's a thing. But I have no idea what it is or, like, anything about it. So, like, am I, like, do I really get it or, like... Mm-hmm. Is that ever an experience that you have? Uh, I I think so. I don't think I give it too much thought, though. Um, cause yeah, there, there's there's two. Uh, well, okay, maybe there's three classes of references, right? So there's the reference that you're totally on board with. There's the reference that we're talking about right now, which is understand that it's a reference just out of context. Like it must be a reference to something that someone cares about, but mm-hmm. you just aren't aware of it. And then there are references that uh, you didn't know was a reference and you don't know where it's from because you didn't know it was a reference. Yeah, the good old fighter jet references. They just go right over your head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I've, I've heard of uh, lots of these, especially the later ones, where uh, there's a couple podcasts that I listen to where several of the hosts are big pop culture, not pop culture, but just like big movie buffs in general mm-hmm. and big, just big media buffs. And so they constantly throw out references and unless they particularly call attention to it, or you can tell that the way that the other host played off of it, that they got the reference and are playing off the reference, then you start to get that it was a reference in the first place, but it started as such an innocuous little phrase that you couldn't, be convinced either way just on that so that Mm -hmm. happens a lot i feel like i typically either completely don't get the reference or i do get the reference i'm not sure i commonly notice ones where it's like oh that's a reference but i don't get it but i also probably just zone those out more or just don't interact enough with certain people where that's common Mm mm-hmm because I feel like so when I hear these references in these podcasts, most of the time it's to a particular genre or medium that I just am not super familiar with. And so I don't get the reference at all. And then eventually they'll say, oh, that was a reference or you kind of get it through context, um, eventually what they're getting at. And, and those are also helpful because oftentimes then the reference doesn't or like 
the details of the reference don't seem to matter. You still get the joke. You still get the joke. Like there is a joke in the reference and you just end up getting it. Mm-hmm. Versus Xena the Warrior Princess MD. I'm not sure if there is a joke there. Uh, hmm. I don't know if, if I knew more about Xena the Warrior Princess, there would be another layer of a joke that you and I would eventually get, where if the joke is just that they decided to use this as the eye chart thing, I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's uh, just like a more Easter egg, then... Uh... Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, is there any reason for it to be that versus something else? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, Elmer Fudd Hunter MD or something like that. But then with most of the friends that I talk to, we are, you know, obviously we all have different sets of things that we've explicitly watched and listened to and whatever. But I feel like I typically have a good idea of the references that I can make and the references that someone else will make. And we typically get it. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the main exception on this show that I remember being the Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne, or whatever that you say. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Jason. Oh, wait, no, what is it? is it? Is it Jesus Christ? I don't know. That's what I remember. Maybe. I don't remember. See, I don't even know my... I was the one that made that reference. <laughs> yeah, but now if I said it wrong, I, I like, infected your brain so that you won't remember if, if it's correct or not for a while. No, it, you're right. You're right. It's Jesus Christ. It's Jason Bourne. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it is interesting, the like, knowing that it's a reference but not getting the reference mm-hmm. beyond the fact that you're referencing something. And then, like I said, it's it's unclear then, is the joke just that you decided to make a reference, you know? Yeah. Like, like when someone references the, uh, the office joke of, you know, you miss every shot, you don't take Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, <sighs> you know, and that's almost, it's almost more like a meme nowadays than necessarily a reference, but, you know, in its essence, it's a reference. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is it made funnier if you know that it's a reference and you understand the context of the reference, or is it just like understanding that, oh, someone's referencing something, ha ha ha, uh, I get the idea of it, is that enough? Mm-hmm. I feel right. like there's there's multiple levels to it, mm-hmm. isn't there? Yeah. Also- I, In some cases, there are. Yeah. I'm going to backpack, or backtrack. <laughs> we, we can backpack, let's, actually. Let's go backpacking, yeah. Let's just take a little securitous route around the mountain- and we'll uh, end back, and we'll end up where you want us to be. Well, we'll we'll backpack the backtrack back to, uh, back to the pack track. <laughs> back to the, is it a meme or is it a reference? Is it aren't like okay. memes just references? Like, they're a reference to a thing, and like that's why it's a thing because it's a reference mm. to something else. No, I, I say no. Uh, I would like say it's a me- reference to cultural knowledge that you. If you are in the meme culture, you get and thus you feel special. I would say that is the second level of a meme. But okay. all memes start out with someone making something, you know, typically funny, and it either catches on or it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. But once it catches on, then it's, you know, the... the okay, I, I get what you're getting at. But I feel like... I can see a brand new meme format that I've never seen before and appreciate it, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, assuming that that format sort of takes off, 
you can start making jokes about that meme format or you just start to recognize it and the kind of like joke that's going to be told in that meme format and then there is like that that eventually that like second level of enjoyment kicks in that i don't think is as strong as the first level but like if i sent someone um a random meme and i think that there are lots of formats that they don't need to have seen that format before and they totally get the joke. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like there's so many that follow that. Like the probably main one that I can think of off the top of my head is the uh um Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at a TV. Mm-hmm. That that's one that I think is like pretty self explanatory in every way that I've seen it. Uh the ones that are actually I find more difficult and do require the like meta understanding to get the full sense of the joke are the ones that are the like what i think of as like almost like an original version of of memes where it's just a single picture often like bad luck brian or like a penguin like those ones the advice animal ones if you see if you're aware of that subreddit Mm -hmm. that are like very classic internet memes and uh, you actually still get the joke just from the text but each kind of joke is associated with a certain kind of picture. Mm-hmm. And so there's an maybe the issue is then in like recreation of the meme. You can maybe enjoy the meme devoid of the context, but if you wanted to make it so that other people, that the largest group of people could enjoy it, you have to understand the like culture surrounding the meme. Mm-hmm. And that's probably well, the-, the same with a, with like a, a general reference. Yeah, like, so do you think that, it's specifically with memes, like, the people who, like, understand the culture around the meme, when they see it, like, do you think they get more enjoyment out of it than someone who just gets the joke and doesn't get the cultural significance? It feels so, I'm so uncomfortable using the word <laughs> culture, but even though I know it's definitely the right word, but, like, meme culture, just yeah, like, yeah. No, I, I uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe slightly, but if it's just a run-of-the-mill meme, I'm not sure it's, like, a real big difference. I think it's just that when you understand the culture, you get to enjoy a wider range of jokes. Like, I I would say this, that if someone, if someone, as you would say, a numpty, uh, (laughs) with no prior knowledge came across a meme that they enjoyed. If I came across that same meme, odds are I would enjoy it at the same level. However, you can definitely imagine a a sort of layered meme where it's, you know, a meme about a meme or like a a sort of anti-joke meme where it's there's a twist to it on purpose uh to kind of play with the with the format that is accepted that Mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't enjoy if you're a random person but if you're aware of the context you are more likely to enjoy that version of it Mm -hmm. that's what that's my take yeah so so for example actually i want to give an example that's been stuck in my head as like example the earliest set of references that i remember myself and my friends ever making which is references to monty python and the holy grail because every single line in that movie is a gem and there is 
almost no situation where you could not respond with a line from that movie, and it would be very funny. Now, I would say <laughs> there are some lines in there that stand alone, and it doesn't matter the context. whether you, well, yeah, like it doesn't matter if you know that it's a reference to like be like, oh, that's funny. But the reverse is not true, where there are certainly lines or contexts where you could say some lines, and it could sort of get you into trouble if someone isn't aware that you're trying to make a reference. Yeah. Right? So something like, she turned me into a newt, Mm -hmm. is just a very funny line, and given the right context, I feel like you maybe don't even need to have seen the movie to get the kind of joke that's being made if someone were to say that in an appropriate context, whatever that appropriate mm-hmm. context is. Uh, I got better. Yes, yeah, so, and someone has to respond that way. That might be a little bit more confusing for someone. But it does get us into this, into the level two reference of, you definitely just made a reference, even if I don't know what it is, because <laughs> someone yeah. just responded. <laughs> yep. Uh, but there are other things, so coming from that same scene, where it doesn't, Someone may pick this up as a reference, depending on how you uh, phrase it or how you say it, uh, like mm-hmm. the voice that you use. But something like, who are you who are so wise in the way of, ways of science? <laughs> uh, that's one that someone might get that maybe there's a reference, but I'm not sure if like the joke would land, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to tell. Uh I feel like that one's like a weird enough phrase that maybe... Well, actually, I think that one's actually, now that I think about it, someone who hasn't seen the movie is very likely to misinterpret it, and someone who, like, yeah. heard the reference over again but didn't has still not seen the movie and tries to use the reference could also be burned, because in modern parlance, that sounds like a really sarcastic thing to say, when in the movie, it's being used very sincerely. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like with a with a nod towards the audience that this is funny because obviously he's terrible at what we consider science. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like this like a uh, it's just like this dual done line that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the con- in the actual movie, it's like a sort of serious line, but it comes off as sarcastic, and it could like be misinterpreted in a lot of contexts if, if both parties are not like on board with it being a reference from a certain movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is actually really interesting to think about. I don't know. So now I feel like I am edging more <laughs> towards, on average, understanding the reference and know- knowing where it's from does give you more enjoyment. Yeah. But I still okay. am holding strong that memes are not references that you'd have to be doing some sort of like meta commentary on a meme for it to matter. Okay. Right. Like I can tell you a joke without telling you that it's a reference from something. If it's a self-contained thing, like a meme is a self-contained joke. And I could tell you a joke that I completely ripped off from some other show or movie and never tell you that it's from that show or movie. And odds are you would enjoy it just as much in either case mm-hmm. right uh so, so i think that's the difference is like a reference to a movie or something is like this 
kind of more throwaway thing. And there is more context around it, but most of the time, a straight up and down meme that's just like, you know, line one, you get your picture, line two, or whatever, it's like its own self-contained little comic. Like, we read lots of comics on this on this show, and I think only a couple times have we felt like we needed more context around the comic to get what the comic was about. I know we don't talk much about what the comic is about, but... <laughs> Sometimes it's very confusing if it's a if it's a comic where we like found a comic that we wanted to read but would happen to be in the middle of a longer storyline within that comic's run. Yeah. That can be confusing. But typically we have no problem just reading it, we get what it's about, and then we take whatever garbage thing we wanted out of it. Uh yep. and I think a meme is the same thing. Like a meme is more like a comic, less like a movie. <laughs> Okay. Those are my thoughts. What's your favorite meme format, Grant? Um, let's not get you, into this. You a big memer? No, not really. Do you know your meme? Not really. It's, it's, I think it's one of those things where it's just more like, I get that, oh, I can tell that's a thing. I get that's from a meme. Like, I feel like a lot of memes are like pop culture-y. Like, a lot of pop mm-hmm. culture things. Like, I get that it's a thing and that it's a reference to something or that it's like whatever but i don't really get everything associated with it um and so like if someone like makes a joke about it like i know how to i think most of the time like appropriately respond so it seems like i know what i'm talking about but i really like have no idea what it's really about Mm -hmm. or like much with lots of things but it's not like I'm like totally lost most of the time, at least. Sure. You just need to you need but, to get more on the cutting edge and go hang out in R slash meme economy. No, uh, yeah, no thanks. That, that's probably one of the best subreddits. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like I I spent all enough of my time doing. I <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that out loud. I'm gonna shut up now. All right, fair enough. Well, you don't need you don't need to know your meme. I think you're hip enough as it is. Mm-hmm. Hip enough for the both of us. Okay. <laughs> we I can go so. on. <laughs> I got hips. Can you hula hoop right? Heck yeah, I can. When was the last time you tried to confirm that? <laughs> Do you mean the last time I did confirm it? Because yeah, yeah. I confirmed it. I don't know. Like, definitely within the past, like, three years. I don't know. Okay, that's pretty I wonder how long I'm going to be able to hula hoop. Like, in, like, in the future, is that, like, is there going to be a point? Is it going to be, like, oh, 2051, I can hula hoop. 2052, I can't. Or, like... I mean, all I can say is that the last time I tried to hula hoop, I failed. Really? After growing up, definitely being able to hula hoop. Not, like, as well as some people, but, like, I could definitely hula hoop growing up throughout, like, middle school and stuff. And at some point, maybe in high school, I remember trying it some capacity and just not being able to do it and being incredibly frustrated like frustrated in the same way of like you know all of a sudden i discovered that like i couldn't throw a baseball or something like Mm -hmm. something that feels like it should be so natural it just like my body's just like no you can't do this anymore (laughs) yeah like like you you hop on a bike and you just fall over like wait what it was very much not like riding a bike (laughs) yeah so now I'm now I really want to try it again because I'm too stubborn to like 
<laughs> admit defeat in that department. You know, Aaron learned how to snap. I can learn how to hula hoop again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to order a hula hoop. Okay, good. So we got Half Full by Maria Scriva. Scriven. Oh, God. We'll just go with it. So we're we're in an uh an art gallery or a museum of some sort with wonderful paintings on the wall. You we're in one room and you can see through the doorway into the next room which has paintings and in the middle of the both rooms there are uh a marble or some other white stone statues and busts of people and uh, well I guess there's a pot too but that's i think not associated with the meaning of this comic uh but in the in the foreground there are two marble statues of women with their hair up holding glasses of presumably wine but maybe i'm just reading into it too far and they're looking at each other one says to the other Oh, and they are sitting down on their blocks. They are, they are seated statues. One says to the other, standing up all day is exhausting. Off to her left, there's a bust that is apparently sleeping. Wow, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think back the past couple of weeks. Have I been butchering comics recently? Because if, if I haven't recently, I, I brought the trend back. <laughs> well, trying to go push our, forever trying to push our listeners to actually look up the comic to understand what the heck we're talking about <laughs> so i had a couple questions in mind for you but part of your description it was not a bad part of the description part of your description made me think of a totally different question do you have any memory of when you learned about the word bust in terms of a statue of a face and shoulder like that Why very is it specific term? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm asking if you have any memory of learning that term. I don't think I have any specific memories. Like, I feel like I have like a, a fake made up memory of like, just like, oh, this is how it must have happened. Like a teacher saying bust class giggles and then teacher moves on. And now I know what the word bust means. Well, I feel like you learned a totally different definition of bust in in a classroom full of giggling children. <laughs> Wait, did I use it wrong? Are these not busts? No, you are. I'm saying that um I I don't know. I'm not I'm oh, you're saying that the kids giggle and then you miss the part where the teacher explains what they meant? Well, no, they like said it in context of like so you can link the word to, oh, like, here's the pictures of the things we're looking at. They just uh, okay. called those busts. Okay. But we yeah, giggled about like, it because of other meanings. That I, I have a real memory of learning the geological form of cleavage in that way. Oh, same. But that was because the, and the teacher drew attention to it and said, today we're going to learn about cleavage. And the next slide was not that kind of cleavage and had a picture of a rock. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sexy. But, but I realized that all these memories came back to me in a whirlwind when you said that there were busts in this comic. Do you remember this TV show, which I have given zero thought in the lo- to in the last 10 years, Casper's Home for Imaginary Friends? Mm, I 
calling back to my comic. I remember that it's a thing, but I actually don't think I ever watched it because I didn't get that type of TV growing up. Why did I say Casper? Foster's home for imaginary friends. See, I'm dumb. you said it wrong, but I still like knew what you were talking about, and I didn't even have any <laughs> idea that it was the wrong thing. Okay. But like home uh, for imaginary friends, yes. Yeah, so Foster's home for imaginary friends. There is, I am about a thousand percent sure, that there is a storyline where there is a bust of the uh, um, founder of this home that is the um, scene for the early setting for this show. And it is a bust of an old man, and there is this whole episode where I think someone, like, breaks it or something like that. A very classic vase-breaking kind of sitcom plotline, right? Mm-hmm. Except it was a bust. And that is how I learned what the word bust was in that context. Oh. Never heard it before, but all this just came back to me in a flash. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, but my real question that I had for you... Um, I don't know if I've asked you this before, but do you have any like art that you own in your house slash do you have like any desire for it? Like I, I must say yes. It just like depends on what you like term art. Like, do I have any like fine art in my house? Probably not. But yeah, I like I have art in my house that is like decorator, dec- decorative, not decoratory. What the heck? Making up is decoratory a word or is it just something I just made up? Because if it uh, we'll is, find that we, out should, too. we should mark this episode with a like a. Uh, according, the only thing that I could Webster. find is encyclo.co.uk, which is a kind of sketchy looking website. Sounds legit. <laughs> and it says that decoratory is a reference to decoration or decorative. So I'm going to say it's not a word. I just made up a word. Like, does that mean I get to name it or something like elements? Uh, I don't think that's quite how that works. <laughs> I don't Shoot. think that every word in the English language has an alternative <laughs> entry in the dictionary that says also known as John's word. <laughs> so, I, so I don't need to get to give it like it's it's symbol and stuff. I, no, I think its name is decoratory. I think you named okay. it by saying it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, Here's my fo- my quick follow-up question. Yes, okay. When thinking about the decorations that you have, thinking like art decoration, mm-hmm. have you had trouble, or if you think about getting any in the future, do you think you would have trouble like finding something that works with your yes. space? Okay. I'm picky. Okay. I was curious because I, I feel the same way, but I think for probably different reasons. I, I- grew up with art in our house all I would say I think 90% of the art in our house were paintings done by my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is the art that I grew up with and the style that I grew up with. And I have no idea how to like desire or want <gasps> anything else. Oh, we should talk about this late again. Okay. <laughs> Aaron and I have talked about decorations very briefly when we were first moving in. We have not made any moves, but... I actually am interested, even though I'm not a decorative person, typically, as you saw in my apartment. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not against it. I have a couple of pictures and stuff that I like having around, but yeah, uh-huh. it's uh, something I'm interested in. So we can uh, put a pin in that one for now. Okay. 
and leave it as uh, it's complicated for both of us. Yeah. And bust is a weird word. Yes, I I can confirm. I'm not actually, but I'm going to make Aaron believe that maybe I ordered a hula hoop. Yes. I may yes. just edit it so that I say, I'm going to order a hula hoop and just cut it right there. And then you can go onto my comic. <laughs> okay. Hide it under your bed once you get it. <laughs> we don't have room under our bed. See if she checks under the bed for the hula hoop, though. <laughs> not a set bad up idea. A, set up like a, a hidden camera or something. Ah, that's kind of <laughs> creepy. Yeah, it's getting us up too far. We're going to shut up now. <laughs>